0: well hey there steve hey what does a guy call his best friends Uh, is is this a joke i don't know what yeah it's a joke it's a funny one it's a funny his testes besties of course what steve halloween is right around the corner and you don't want to spook someone with your creepy bush you want balls so clean it's scary Uh, i mean it's scary good though (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> scary good yeah not like scary like oh god what's going on there
1: <laughs> manscape offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels
0: oh my lord we're bringing technology to the sack ben i know
1: you are a you are a manscaper yourself i i am as well uh and ben i have had in the past some atrocious occurrences oh a lot of mercy a tremor on my downstairs area in fact i've had some bloody experiences
0: oh lord of mercy nobody wants no part of that no no you don't
1: and i know some of you out there thinking it's a it's a crazy old time i don't even get out ever why do i need to manscape let me tell you this when you look good you feel good Mm. and when your boys look good boy do they
0: feel good i'll tell you that You're doggone right. You're doggone right, Steve. Just because you're in quarantine don't mean you don't need to be clean, y'all. But Steve, let me let you in on a little secret here because I know we got a lot of listeners on the show here that are saying, but Ben, but Steve, I ain't got no balls of my own. I don't need this man, Skaver. Let me tell you what, ladies. This can be for you too because I'm going to tell you what. You can get this thing and take advantage of using that up before somebody creates womanscaped and starts charging you three times as much for the same stuff y'all know how this works listen to me dead and lovelies manscaped is forever
1: changing the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0 what's in there you get the lawn mower 3.0 for lawn mowing your nards area it's skin safe i used it no tugs no nicks I enjoyed it. You can even create a little less mess by using that thing in the shower or getting one of those magic mat disposable shaving mats they got. Catch all that hair as it drops. And let's not forget about the crop preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant. Do what? And moisturizer. This is amazing. You're putting deodorant on your armpits. Get some deodorant for your balls. What else are you gonna get in that perfect package 3.0? Some anti-chafing performance boxer briefs i don't know how they've done it it's time to get this perfect package 3.0 get clean like mean jeans bald head get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code dead 20 that's dead 2 at manscaped.com so this is dead and lovely for manscaped saying wash your hands and
0: your ass and trim your junk your balls will thank you and so will the people that love your balls Manananan do 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 Alternate musical intro would have been Blood Sugar Baby, Pencil Magic, Worm Magic, Spider Magic. Little chili peppers action coming at you, you know. That would have worked too. Why don't we just do both? You know, we just do both. Welcome, dead and lovely listeners, to the brand newest installment of the only horror movie review podcast in the world. We're actually the only one. Stop looking. This is all that you need in life. Why it's dead and lovely. Here with the host of the most, it's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, your witchy pal, Hollywood Steve. Witchy Steven.
1: That's me. That's you right there. That's what the song was about. And then they were like... Who's steven and <laughs> At the time, there uh, it was. That was Santana. Right? Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Eagles. Right. At the time, the Eagles are like, "Well, there's this child." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, was I alive when that came out? I don't even think so. Was that in the seventies? <laughs> I think so. I was going to say maybe that song was actually a prophecy about your Whoa, impending a birth. A child right? will come. <laughs> I don't know why, but I want to call it Witchy steven But the record label doesn't like it, so they're going to call it Witchy Woman.
1: Uh, I mean, it's not my real (laughs) message, but fine.
0: And you know, kiddos, on today's episode, we are going to be taking a deep dive into one of the most despicable, one of the most insidious and evil movies of all time, The Craft from 1996. (laughs) 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 And if you want to go straight to the movie review portion of the show, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description. Go to that. It'll tell you where to go. But before we do that, we're going to shoot the shit, drink a cold beer chat it up about what we've been watching and stuff this week. But if you want to go straight to the movie review, fine. You just be that way. So tell them, Steve. Yeah. They can just be that way.
1: You just be that way. We don't want you around here anyway.
0: Mm-hmm, that's Please right. Please
1: leave. Please come back. No. Yeah, rate and review I on iTunes you. like
0: as fast as you can. Five stars. <laughs> but you know what, Steve? Before we can do all that stuff, i got to find out how your little month of Halloween has been treating you.
1: Halloween? Man, uh, uh, my whole october. Uh, that's how you say it, Och hmm <laughs> Really? It sounds like how you you say jobber. it in the
0: Midwest, dude. More the Midwest, October. Chaber.
1: What? I, yeah, I've been watching so many horror movies that it's just been it's been great. I, I always forget horror movies make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, considering
0: you do a horror movie podcast. But okay,
1: <laughs> I know, and I watch them a lot. But like, I guess I I have just been watching stuff that has been. Uh, I've been going for stuff that I think will be fun or things that I really enjoy. So yeah, I forget to do that sometimes. So so many times it becomes just like I'm doing this for the podcast or like it's work, I guess.
0: Just another day at the office.
1: Yeah. But like uh, this month, I've just been leaning on some movies that I know are great and then also trying to watch some new ones that I hear are fun.
0: OK, so, anything jumped out at you this week?
1: yeah i i finally have i've never done this i watched john carpenter's uh unofficial apocalypse trilogy uh from beginning to end nice i started with the thing went to prince of darkness and on to in the mouth of madness and i i had already seen how thematically everything worked but not watching them in a row you don't really see it as a progression but it is this really nice apocalyptic progression nice and i really really love the thing <laughs> that movie's Dude, so it's good it's the bomb it's so yeah. fucking
0: awesome man and yeah. too, like mouth of madness that's a long-standing God dead and lovely it. favorite does it is yeah. it holding
1: up still still awesome it's still absolutely one of my favorite movies of the 90s and one of my favorite carpenter movies hell yeah but prince of darkness is so damn good and i know you haven't seen it Mm-mm. and when i posted about it so many people were like psyched about the movie that i must insist that next week we cover (gasps) prince of darkness
0: spoilers i'm so excited about it dude that's one of those ones that like from your description i already know that i'm gonna love so i'm really excited to watch it i think
1: you're gonna be way into it yeah
0: hell yeah man awesome so did you catch any new favorites that you hadn't seen i did
1: i did um I watched the Mortuary Collection, which I had seen posted about uh, a few times on on Twitter and Instagram. It had, it had just gone up on Shutter, and man, solid anthology with good dark humor throughout. Okay, I don't know yeah, about that. It's one. got uh, it's got Clancy Brown is like I guess our crypt keeper type of character who's presenting the stories, uh, but throughout it they use some of the same actors it's got a lot of comedy people but it, it's also like just a solid anthology um i, I don't want to say too much but i would say definitely worth a watch if you have shutter okay. I mean and i do yeah i mean the shutter is one of those things where for me if i watch two movies on it a month it's worth
0: it Totally. Just yeah. Like you can't find them anywhere. anywhere else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can't find a lot of these. It's five bucks a month. You'd spend the same or more renting them. So, like, pff, worth it. Definitely. The mortuary collection. Plus, they have uh, that movie I talked about last week, Scare Me. So, there's two movies. Come Boom. On. Check out Shudder. Worth <laughs> it. Yeah. And give us money, Shudder, for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: Worth it. Come on.
1: Yeah. Definitely go check that out. Also, I rewatched Unfriended because we had talked about unfriended a little bit when we did host and Mm -hmm. i saw it on netflix and i was like i remember enjoying that movie i bet i would have a different sort of context for it now and i did like it more this time oh and one of the things i liked about it is that it is it's pre-pandemic by a number of years but it also is very pandemic (laughs) like they they don't at any point have to explain why they're on a Skype call with each other like it's just normal hmm, which yeah. is an interesting thing because in host they have to you know it has to be about the pandemic but I think we've all gotten so used to that by now that a story that's just set in it's absolutely normal that we're all on Skype talking uh, kind of immerses you a little bit better and doesn't keep reminding you of the real world event that is causing this yeah yeah so i i like that it, it had good immersion and the fact that it uh not it's not just a zoom call we're actually seeing stuff happening on screen like we see a little bit of that in host but there's a whole lot of depth and immersion that's added by like her googling stuff and like going to facebook and all these different things like i i really think unfriend is worth a rewatch in the the pandemic era
0: okay see it through some new
1: lenses huh yeah how about you been what you been watching
0: man i've had time this week to watch a handful of things and some of them i really really liked Uh, we watched one first last week that we hadn't seen before but i heard about little talkie by the name of brightburn did you watch the brightburn Oh
1: right the that's um uh james gunn's superhero horror movie
0: Mm -hmm. i haven't watched it dude it's pretty fucking good. I know a lot of people really didn't like it at all, or good for Brandon Suttles told me he wasn't a fan of it, but I thought that it was pretty cool, man. It gets dark really fast. It also gets like surprisingly brutal at times, which is fun, because I think the last time we saw James Gunn get to be gross and brutal was Slither, and that was a million years ago.
1: Slither's But This, uh,
0: this is a fun movie, man. It really reminded me a lot of like a Marvel What If comic. You know, you remember oh, the What okay. If series?
1: I, well, yes, the What If series is one of my favorites because so awesome. every single story was a one-off story. Yeah, You didn't man. have to follow multiple, and it was also like, well, this doesn't have any effect on any other story. This is just this story.
0: Yeah, it was really really fun. It kind of reminded me of that sort of deal, or of like the Superman. Uh, I believe it was called Red Sun storyline where he uh, crashed, right. You know, over in Russia instead of America. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really really cool. I get why some people didn't like it, but I thought it was neat and especially bleak and ballsy to release that like right at the height of marvel fever like i think this came yeah. around the same time this as was, like in games and all that
1: yeah and uh, it, i mean it was was kind of his response to being fired by marvel for was it points, i think it oh like, i didn't even think I, about that yeah you know, they rehired him but like uh I, it definitely feels like even if uh he had had that idea before that some of it had to be like uh, fuck you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I enjoyed that. We also rewatched The Dead Don't Die, which I hadn't watched oh, since we fuck. did our I need to re-watch that. on it. I Dude, love that. it's even so much better than I remembered. Like I was laughing the whole fucking movie I all can't the way through. So. How
1: many people hate that
0: movie? A lot of people hate that movie. I don't get it, man. It's it's really like a a bizarre, um, zombie movie that was written by the guys that did. Napoleon Dynamite plus the Cohen Brothers or something. It's weird <laughs> yeah. and dry and stupid and random, but so good.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I enjoyed it so much. And I need to rewatch it now that you mention it. I because I'm watching movies I've enjoyed. I need to rewatch that one for sure. It's so
0: fun, man. Uh also watch ourselves a hocus pocus, always a seasonal oh, yeah. favorite. It's a winner. That's nothing new. Mm-hmm. Watch Ghostbusters too. I hadn't watched that in a couple of years. Man, Ghostbusters 2 is good. Like, I don't care what people say. It's a good movie. It's got, like, you know, you've got stuff that you've just got to suspend disbelief on that honestly could have been written out of the movie in some clever way where it's just like, how did people not remember the ghosts and stuff? Well, here's the thing, Steve. I used to think that was always such, like, a ridiculous part of that movie where it was, like, Uh people act like they don't remember that there was ghosts in town, like, five years ago, right? Mm. And And now, like, we're in an age where, well, I don't know, just as a for example... You know, maybe the president's tax records get leaked. He's in debt for almost half a billion dollars. He says that he's not in debt for half a billion dollars. That that's fake. And then in a news report, is talking about how, yeah, I'm in debt for half a billion dollars. It's not that much. (laughs) and it's like how did people forget that oh yeah that's how so now ghostbusters 2 is very believable actually (laughs) okay
1: actually because the thing that i remember is kind of the problem for me with ghostbusters 2 when i rewatched it recently was that the villain is the epa
0: yeah that's true (laughs) the villain is government
1: oversight like i had thought about that (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) anyway but I do need to rewatch it because I, I, I remember I, I rewatched it a few years ago and I didn't think it was that bad. I think, you know, people, it, it's just not maybe as funny and well-developed as the first one. So it's like, I why does this exist? But
0: it's like, well, why do, why not? In some ways, though, it's like they had that entire first movie to really establish and develop those characters and how they would flow and stuff. So in the second one, you've just got so many great character moments of Egon being this fun nerd that thinks he's so cool, but he's just fucking stone cold lame all the time and bill murray (laughs) i don't know it's just like the characters in it are really really good and well developed so i enjoyed it a lot man also watched Ernest scared stupid i don't know why i've not been doing that every year my entire life
1: i don't either i i i told somebody that uh, i think it's on the level with hocus pocus and and the witches like it should be one that everybody is re-watching around halloween totally it's still agree. funny jim varney is great he is Amazing. awesome he mm-hmm. went all out for those kids movies and people still look at him as just kids movies but he was acting his ass off
0: yeah no for real though he really really was man and too like i forgot that a kit was in this movie being <laughs> fucking awesome yes
1: the, the like history bit to it is like fun it's it's cool i enjoy it i really yeah. i was glad when i rewatched it that it held up and i th- was the same i was like i should rewatch this every year
0: yep and all the the creature work by the chioto brothers fucking mm-hmm. awesome dude those awesome. trolls like look yeah. legit amazing they like do. the designs they are do. great all the animatronics that are in their mm-hmm. face and stuff that do the facial expressions yeah. amazing I've,
1: sa- I've said before that i was legit scared at a l- uh, too late of an age by the two troll yeah like, i think i saw it when i was 12 mm-hmm. and i had seen some Fucked up horror movies. And Ernest Scared Stupid, that troll really fucked with me.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I totally get it, man. It's it's a treasure. I'll watch that one every year from here on out. As yeah. well as one more that we watched this week that, of course, we've seen like eighty billion times. Watch the original mm-hmm. Adams Family. I did too. It's the fucking best, man. It's, it's still the fucking the best.
1: best. Yeah. Yeah, you can't beat it. You you really can't. And like, you know, we we're really lucky that we grew up in a time when like hocus pocus the witches all that stuff was coming out but i wonder how many great halloween kids movies we're missing out on because we're not kids like That's there's true. gotta be a ton that have come out that we've missed from the 2000s 2010s and now 2020s that uh i really want to find those i want to make that my mission maybe next halloween to yeah. watch things like halloween town which i've heard of but never seen uh just to maybe give some of the newer stuff a chance
0: yeah no doubt because it's like you said it's not like they quit making great children's yeah. halloween based movies back when we were kids like i'm sure there's no. others that we just don't know about right we,
1: yeah we just don't have nostalgia for them and you know honestly watching witches hocus pocus and and Ernest scared stupid and adam's family i don't think it's all nostalgia i think those movies are just good movies
0: i think the same thing too like i know that there's probably a lot of those that we do just like because we liked it when we were kids or whatever but i legit think that all those that you just named off are like no they're they're good because they're good like i feel like you could show that to any kids these days and they'd still think it was awesome even if you had to explain why they couldn't just use their their cell phone to call for help or whatever right yeah (laughs) And why Ernest didn't dab after he beat the trolls? You got to explain I mean, these things for the kids. You
1: know, you do need to explain that anyway. Like, you're supposed to dab after you do cool things, right? Yeah, I'm that's doing how it works. now. I'm doing, yeah? I'm with it. I'm with the kids. <laughs> the kids do this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, treasures that surpass all time. That's what we've been watching this week, as well as a little talkie picture that we're going to get into chatting about today, called Le Croft.
1: La Croft. Lara oh, wait. Croft Did you watch the Croft? Is that yeah, I watched the movie? Croft
0: yeah, it was a it was a pornography film about Lara Croft Tomb Raider. That's what we watched, right? <laughs> yep yeah. It was an adult film.
1: Uh, yeah. All right I mean <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I watched as well. It was okay. an adult film very adult. <laughs> no
0: teen problems at all no <laughs> man steve i'll tell you what that's a pretty intense amount of chin wagon we've been doing about all of our flicks that we've been watching this week all of this movement of my chin and my gums through the air has gotten me parched i think i've exposed my mouth to too much dry air and now i need something to put inside of my face to rehydrate me and invigorate me well, man,
1: man my, 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 my chin's all wagged out. I thought you were doing a Jimmy there. Stewart impression
0: for a second I, again. I, I
1: guess I am. Oh, Jimmy Stewart. No, my my jaw's all wagged
0: out. My jaw don't work no more. I'm Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> what do you say we do about our chin wag problem?
1: Why don't we just have us a big old cold beer
0: How about that? I'll crack one open
1: crack and open a cold beer this also uh, i mean uh for the past few weeks we've been doing uh, beers lamar sent us mm-hmm. uh, and this is also from lamar it is Adelbert's brewery wit ale Ooh, the blessed one naked nun oh my and god naked ass nun i'm cool with
0: that look out <laughs> <laughs> This is a wit beer, so we should be expecting maybe some banana-y, clovey notes, a little wheatiness on the back.
1: All sorts of spices and clovey. Some spice and
0: things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's okay by me. It seems like this is a good time of year to have a beer with some spice and stuff going on. We've actually not done any, like pumpkin beers or anything like that on the show this year i am not upset about that (laughs) i'm not all that mad about (laughs) it because instead we've been drinking good good pumpkin
1: beers out there but they're few and far
0: between yeah most of them most of them aren't but whenever you find a good one they are great
1: yeah and if uh, hey if you got a good one in your local area uh, let us know about it we'd definitely like to try it
0: Tell us about that beer. I'm pouring yeah. this thing into a glass, and it's developing a frothy head yeah, on top. Yeah, that's what
1: I, I was going to say. he has got quite a head on it, not He's doesn't? a
0: foamy boy right here, but I'm yeah. going to go in and give me a sip of this It smells nice. Thing. See what it does for me here. Yeah, it does. It smells very nicely.
1: I'm giving a mm. sip, too, here.
0: Oh, that is yeah, yeah. boldly flavored. It's got a fairly light ABV to it, so I wasn't sure how flavorful mm-hmm. it would be. That's got a lot going on. That's a mouth punch. It's
1: got, it's got like that uh, smokiness to it, yep. kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good spice. Yeah, man.
0: But it's not too this sweet is, either. That's the problem with yeah, a lot of that's wits. What I was going to say. Yeah, it's, they it, get too it, much.
1: Yeah, with a wit, you can go way wrong. And this, uh, this is on the right side for sure. Yeah.
0: Thanks so much, 5. Lamar. 8.
1: Yeah, thanks, Lamar. Five point eight. That uh, that's low for beers we normally try.
0: Yeah, but
1: high <laughs> for normal
0: beer. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> that's awesome stuff, man. Well, you know, Steve, the subject of our show today is of course the Haft from nineteen ninety six, and, and the, in this movie, we've got a girl who's just like, hey, you know what? I'm just a girl in the world, no doubt. But hey, maybe I find out that I'm a natural. A natural what? A natural woman? No, a natural witch. Holy moly, Steve. What What if we're witches and don't even know it? How could we find out, Ben? What are we going to do? Are we going to
1: step into the... Preview Palace.
0: <gasps> Welcome to the Preview Palace. Tiny Tim. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that to come out more witchy, but it was like, nah, it's yeah, tiny, Tim. tiny timmy Yeah. Yeah. There's a fine line. Maybe Tiny yeah. Tim was a witch.
1: <gasps> Holy shit. That makes sense now. Now tiptoeing through together. the tulips is creepy.
0: Mhm, that's right. He was tiptoeing <laughs> through the tulips that way he could gather some sage to smudge's room and cast some spells. Right. That's the yep. untold maybe story. Maybe he
1: had some baby fat there
0: so he yeah. could fly. Fly away from mm-hmm. the tulips on his <laughs> ukulele. Fly I don't know. Away from the tulips.
1: <laughs> from the tulips.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know Steve, I think that now that we're here in the Preview Palace, we should find out if maybe <laughs> there is a chance that we are witches. I'd be really disappointed <laughs> to got- know that I had lived this far with the ability Dude, to witch, and I've not been taking advantage of it. it I'd be would really be upset.
1: The biggest waste of my life to mm. have found out that whole time I had witch powers, and it was just getting up and walking to the refrigerator like an asshole.
0: I know I could be doing Akio Kober.
1: Akio Kober.
0: Do you think that magic works with like southern redneck slang that we use? You know, Accio, cord of all. We'll talk about of oil when
1: we talk about Wicca, but it is much more about intention than uh, Harry Potter seems to (laughs) believe, because Harry Potter is all about, like, correct pronunciation and wand swishing.
0: I Hmm. think Wiccans would say that shit doesn't matter. I got it. I got it. Well, Steve, I think that we can find out by going to those witches and wizards. At BuzzFeed, as we often do, and consult with them on this six-question quiz that is titled "Ever Wonder If You're Witch? Am I Witch? (laughs) Am I Witch?" (laughs) Answer some questions to reveal all. Now, this is the thing: is like by using that contraction of "your," uh huh. In a way, it is correct in a fucked-up way because it's saying, "Ever wondered if you are witch?" I guess you'd have an yeah, A in front. Of, you just still de- need an de- article. Just delete yeah. that. I was homeschooled. Just mark that. Delete that. Never mind. Never mind.
1: I don't know. What, don't we want people to know the the end result of homeschool education?
0: Actually, yes. Leave this in as a precautionary <laughs> message. You'll grow to be a fucking 36-year-old not understand how fucking what articles work. <laughs> Ever Jesus. wonder if
1: you're a witch? I'm excited, Ben, because I have wondered, like, what if, you know... I my whole childhood was wanting to one uh, wanting every book to be a spell book. <laughs> like, wow, yeah. I just, I just thought like if you read books, like you can say spells or something. You attain and, the hidden knowledge. Yeah, and two to eventually be able to uh, cast spells, but uh, never never came about. So let's find out if I've been wasting my life.
0: <laughs> It'd be good news <laughs> to find out that you know yeah. you're right all along. Uh-huh. All right, Steve. Pick a place for a coven meeting. Where are you going to meet with your coven? Is it going to be a restaurant? I think it's a coven, right? Don't worry about it. The public <laughs> library, a cemetery, or a forest. Where are you going to meet with a your forest. bunch? Where are you um, going to bring your crew?
1: Well, as I just said, I wished every book was a spell book. The public
0: library—that's oh. where we meet. All right, that sounds like a good plan. They need some business and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I think I'm going to go to a restaurant and conjure up some delicious dishes. I think that sounds like a great idea. That
1: does sound like an, like seriously. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that'd be fun. And then, you know, you put a love potion in something and then someone becomes obsessed. Maybe that happens. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, pick a name, Ben. I don't okay. know where these names come from necessarily, but I'm pretty sure it's just names of witches sally sally <laughs> serena sabrina oh jefferson
0: <laughs> i like Thick the plainness of, of jefferson i think that That's sounds a like good one. a good boring witch name i'm gonna go with jefferson i'm gonna go with sally <laughs> Sally. <laughs> all right steve pick a place to live you're gonna uh, be a witch or maybe not where are you gonna live at? Are you gonna be casting spells all over the city? You gonna be hexing the forest right near the beach, or you gonna uh-huh. be in the burbs? Well, I would prefer it to
1: be in a city by the beach, but I'll go with a city.
0: Okay, all right. I'm thinking I could probably get up to some some fun witchcraftery right near the beach. I think it yeah. seems like there's some potential there. Maybe I hex some dolphins. Right? <laughs> Take that, sons mm-hmm. of
1: bitches. Yeah, you know what they're saying when they're all. Oh, it's nothing good. It's racist. Oh, it's ra- it's all racist. Mm,
0: that's what people <laughs> they, don't know about dolphins.
1: They absolutely hate Bulgarians.
0: Mm, yeah, really, how? really, really hard. Like, on how them. have
1: they developed this hatred? Uh, <laughs> Systemics from the ben. ground up. <laughs> it is from the ground up in dolphin society. <laughs> pick a place to eat, Ben. All right, home or at a friend's. Mm. Olive Garden. Oh, uh-uh. Applebee's. Oh,
0: <laughs> a locally owned restair. Restare. Is that a thing? <laughs> Can you call it a Restare? I don't think so. <laughs> I think their spelling just really ran out of steam at that yeah, point. Yeah, they like, restaurant.
1: They were like, yeah, oh, whatever. Hey, you will get
0: it i get it like i don't know if i can personally spell restaurant without the help of autocorrect there's I, a ua um, in there that seems to change all the fucking time A-U. yeah exactly yeah,
1: I, damn it i do have to say it i have to say out loud restaurant
0: hmm
1: it's, uh, <laughs> I, i'm not good with some words and one of them in particular is professor um
0: professor okay
1: yeah and i i was gonna become one
0: <laughs>
1: and that well, was kind of one of the tipping points too, was like, man, you struggle to spell professor.
0: Well, dude, when you do that, all you have to do is abbreviate <laughs> it on the blackboard as prof. And that's it. Yeah, you know what it is. But then you go up there and you'd be like, P-R-O-P-H. Prof. Yep. That's me. The prof. <laughs> Steve, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. What you gonna what I'm you gonna, gonna do eat? a little bit of a reverse strategy here. I'm gonna yeah. go eat. At the Olive Garden, and then what I'm going to do is Uh I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to call the four corners of the restaurants, and I'm going to get Manon to just fucking lightning strike every Olive Garden across the nation using my witch powers. Get rid of them.
1: Yes, please. Oh, my God. Olive Garden food smells like dog food to me, and I've said Mm -hmm. this before. It smells like dog food. I'm gonna say home or at a friend's. Uh, I or my friends tend to cook better than any
0: restaurant I've ever been to. You damn right. Yeah, bitches don't know shit about my chef boy RD.
1: You listen, Ben. He doesn't just pour it straight out of the can. Mm -mm. He warms the can up in a a pot of boiling water. Yeah. And then he hands you the can.
0: Mm, I'm gonna Mm. tell you the real secret right here. I add in a pinch of dried parsley.
1: Ooh boy, yeah. a uh-huh. pinch of dried parsley, and then like a packet of some shitty Parmesan that's mostly
0: wood. It's mostly wood, yes, mm-hmm. and it makes all the difference. Ooh, so good! Doesn't taste like <laughs> sand, huh? Not at all. <laughs> Steve, pick a jorb. You need a jorb as a witch, a I guess. What's gonna be your jorb? Uh, okay, you gotta be a doctor. Doctor Witch? Oh, is that a witch doctor? Dr. I think it would be. Doctor Witch, medical woman. <laughs> <laughs> I want that show. Yeah. You could be a very witchy florist.
1: Yeah, that makes
0: sense. Um, witch actor? That makes you Friz Balk, I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Or are you gonna be a witch singer, aka Stevie mm-hmm. Nicks?
1: She was a witch singer. Mm-hmm. I at least I I can't sing, and I don't want to dock. It's either florist or actor. We go with
0: actor. (laughs) Okay, gonna be a fucking actor. You're gonna cast spells across the world of entertainment.
1: Ha ha. Take this, my adoring public, I'll say.
0: It's gonna be singer for me, because I think the only thing that could make Davy Stranger cooler is if he was also a witch. Yeah,
1: that would be absolutely. The raw sexual magnetism of Davy Stranger combined with
0: witchiness. Ooh. unstoppable 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 <laughs> what's our last pick, question here
1: pick a fur Ooh,
0: it's a fur huh <laughs> well
1: it's not spelled that way but you know some of them have fur that's true we got a we got a kitty cat Meow. looks like a looks like a crow or a raven I, I, yeah either way cool then we got a cute little doggy with bork, a flower bork, wolf, in its mouth bork, bork. and then a sea turtle
0: so I guess you live in the ocean.
1: Yep, that's what sea turtles sound like. <laughs>
0: that was my turtle noise, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? you what? gonna pick? I think it's just, it, it's gonna be... I'm not really ready to take on another dog right now. I was gonna say dog, but... <laughs> Too much, right? We're, yeah, we're living in this teeny tiny apartment, and that's a golden yeah. retriever. That's a big boy right there. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get this crow to be my yeah. buddy, because that thing's gonna fly out all around uh, Knoxville awesome. and just yeah. tell me what's going on. He's got spy on the people that are drunk and fighting in the streets on Friday nights. Tell me what that got up to and help yeah. me make fun of them.
1: Yeah, I, I would, I would have picked that too. That's the best choice. I think because boy, they can fly, they can steal stuff. Just awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Nevermore.
1: Uh, I, w- I wouldn't mind having a second dog. Hey, that dog is a bit big. But man, it's so
0: cute. So I'm yeah. um, big hat doggy. Go with that Derek. Oh my God, Steve. Yeah, I am witch. You are witch. I am witch. Ever notice supernatural things happening around you? That's Do you? because you're witch. <laughs> and if you don't want to be witch, well, you were definitely one in a past life. That can't help be helped. Might as well embrace the magic inside you. Oh my God, Steve. <laughs> am witch.
1: Okay, so Ben. I am not a witch. <gasps> and I'm actually going to punch up what it says here because I read it and I was like, they should have said this. Sorry, but you're not a witch. This isn't all wha- all bad. Here's my punch up. Witching ain't, ah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Witch ain't easy. Yeah, witching ain't easy. It's what they yeah, say. They put, Being a witch isn't easy. Wayne, eh, eh, yeah. Magic can be a tricky mistress. So I'm not a witch. I haven't been wasting my life, uh, at least in regards
0: to magic. Okay, well, I guess that's good news. Are you going to, like, maybe burn me at the stake or anything, Steve? Is this something I need to be worried about?
1: uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, due to jealousy for not being a witch, I do kind of... I feel like that might have been it, right? Like, people were like, I think she's a witch. Why am I not? Damn it.
0: (laughs) Burn that motherfucker. (laughs) I didn't know that was an option. Shit. All right, Steve, we are here to be talking about The Craft, a.k.a. Hexen Club... From 19 and 96. And this is a movie that I saw for the first time actually just like two or three years ago because me and my very conservative upbringing remembers Mm -hmm. when this movie came out. And it was like, in the Christian scene anyway, a legit, like, dangerous movie. It's like (laughs) they're educating children about witchcraft. Like, people were scared.
1: I remember people being like oh my god what in the world is this world where there are people that are worried that their uh their their invisible friend is going to get mad about a made up movie <laughs> with an invented
0: god <laughs> like, the, the whole entire universe he created and that's kind of all he's really pissed about god, he's so pissed about it he's like oh my god
1: i can't believe they made a movie that would make teenage girls feel like they could go to a movie and see their friendships reflected I'm so mad.
0: <laughs> i really hate i gave him free will to do that thing that they did damn it <laughs> I mean, genocide I could be upset about, but... eh, Probably the craft. The
1: the craft. craft. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Dude, when this came out, though, like, I remember there being a real legit outrage kind of in my, you know, homeschooled Christian community. People were really scared about this. I mean, it's kind of funny, too, because I remember a lot of other things around the same time period as being viewed as like, yo, this is legit dangerous. I mean, whether you're mm -hmm. talking about fucking... Marilyn Manson or yep. <laughs> remember Gotsmack had that voodoo song that was about being Ricca. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. there's a lot of things going on that were making the uh, conservative parents quake in their conservative boots.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's um it's the worst whenever <laughs> whenever conservative pearl clutching gets to be the norm. It's the fucking worst. It so, doesn't usually result
0: in anything great happening. No, it's never once resulted in anything
1: great happening. Um, so let's not do it. Maybe, try that. Maybe, Maybe try, try that. Maybe try that. Yeah, it was the worst. I remember going, seeing this in theaters. Um, Ooh, you bad anybody, boy. Probably, yeah, probably some of it was that. Just uh, fuck you because of all the shitty, stupid, narrow-minded stuff that I heard people say. Um, yeah. But, you know, it it's just a high schooler movie. There's nothing to it beyond that. Like, I mean, it, it does do a fair job of representing Wicca with an invented god. Invented particularly to be respectful of, of Wiccans. Mm-hmm. So you're not just throwing around the names of gods and goddesses that some people hold to be sacred or powerful like yeah but what you're seeing really is is like it's like folk magic it's like it's it's where magic originated from people who didn't have power wanting to feel powerful and saying if i do this maybe you know at least believing that if i do this it'll give me the power that i want
0: yeah it'll influence something to happen because otherwise i am powerless living as a a serf in this kingdom (laughs) it's an
1: expression of power powerlessness and it is perfectly attuned to uh the teenage girl audience not that it's not attuned to all audiences but i mean this is specifically aimed at them because of that Feeling of powerlessness, women specifically, women can have in a very patriarchal society, which we're probably going to say a whole bunch in this episode. Yep. Um That women can experience in these and in this society, and then like the ways in which they can find power, and to have this like fantasy of like, what if you could? Like, what if you could just get what you wanted? And also, how magic has always been, or I guess in specific ways like the tarot or reading tea leaves and things have always been kind of used as really just a way of self-reflection mm, like yeah the idea of like what if you could make this person love you really think that out is that a good thing it's more about accepting the reality of the universe than actually being able to fully change it mm-hmm. so i think i think the upsetness one might feel as a Christian watching this is just like, like, what are you mad about that? There's some sort of freedom that there's some sort of like ideal universe where women aren't enslaved. (laughs) Yeah. What are you afraid of?
0: They were so scared of this movie because it showed, you know, these girls finding a way of their own that wasn't through the church and wasn't through Jesus and stuff to, Gain fantastical abilities and become X Men and stuff like this. I think that it legit scared people into thinking, like, my kids might go to Crystal Visions and East Town Mall and come (laughs) home with a Wiccan book. Yeah, though, dude, the whole (laughs) movie, like Crystal Visions the whole time.
1: (laughs) This movie made me go buy incense. Oh, yeah? (laughs) He really smokes them up a little bit. I I was just like, I was like, and I remember, because I used to burn incense in my room back in 96, I was just watching this and having this real nostalgic feel, and specifically when they go into the, you know, the occult store, it was oh, like dude. Crystal Visions, and like, that place always smelled like incense. I was gonna I was say. at the store, and I saw incense, and I was just like... I'm going to buy some incense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's certain shops that are like that where like you could be blindfolded and led into an Asian grocery store and be like, oh, it's an Asian grocery store. There's an Asian grocery yeah. store smell. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. just a thing. Yeah. But there's also like, oh, a cult store smell. Like, yeah. You know that there's smell a mile away.
1: And the head shop smell
0: totally absolutely (laughs) which is now
1: replaced by vape shops which (laughs) smell a little bit different but still have a very particular
0: smell (laughs) i know what you mean though dude whenever they walk into that store i was like i can smell this through the screen yeah and i like Mm -hmm. what i'm smelling
1: yep (laughs)
0: exactly (laughs) so obviously i didn't see this when i was a kid and you know it's like watching this for the first time as a near mid 30 something you know white dude I realize, like, this is not really made for no. me. So no, I'm not, you know, movie. I'll say, like, without a doubt, like, I'm not the best authority to be talking about what this movie is really saying. I can just tell yeah. you what it means from my perspective. <laughs> sure.
1: But it's, it's, um, it's definitely, it had its impact in 96. Cause, like, it, it, I mean, one, it was, it was a surprise hit. It made like 40 million over budget. But, the thing is that was mostly teenagers Really, that was teenagers going to see this so this movie had a big impact on uh older millennials and i guess some gen x folks yeah gen x like it had an impact and definitely you can see that today in the way that we're all pretty flippant about witchcraft and wicca
0: yeah that's like something that do. i was thinking about man it's like there's all these hashtags and stuff across instagram of you know like there's a lot of people that are into things like crystals and, yeah. and tarot and stuff like yeah, this now fine. and yeah. there's a lot of Nobody girls cares. that are there's a lot of girls that are real fashionable that wear them big black floppy hats that a friend of mine calls undertaker hats because i just think undertaker, about yeah. the undertaker uh, <laughs> whenever I yeah see i them. know what you're talking about <laughs> i like the, they're cute they're cute on girls but yeah it's not, not as cute on the undertaker <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Less cute on him, I think. But yeah, that's the interesting thing about this is like, even though there's a a lot less people now that I think would identify as like, I'm Wiccan, there's still a lot of people that dabble in witchery of of sorts, you know? I don't know if it's really as affiliated with a group as a practicing Wiccan would be, but it's kind of like you said maybe it's through movies and stuff like this that all this shit got kind of defanged a little bit and it's not this scary occult demonology anymore
1: yeah and it's it's also i mean the thing is in the 60s and 70s there was the revival of like astrology and tarot i mean we talked about it on the texas chainsaw massacre right yeah uses those things but there was a revival of it but then we had the satanic panic and just the pearl clutching of the 90s and this this movie i think was kind of the, one of the things that helps to bring us out of it that helps to just expose an entire generation to one kind of the silliness of it and i'm, I'm not trying to downplay anyone's religion but i i do think that anyone who's very serious about wicca will say that like it's it's not necessarily about really controlling the universe so much as about learning to understand yourself and learning to commune with nature and be be at one with the world around you. Yeah. Which is great and wonderful and a great thing. So I'm not I'm not downplaying that, but this movie is presenting it in a childish teenage way on on purpose. Like yeah. they had they had a wiccan. Uh, advisor on set who they they created manon as like a a god for them to worship so that they didn't actually invoke someone that that wiccans would would hold sacred or or, or important yeah, powerful, so like, yeah so like this is supposed to be kind of silly and it by by doing that it does help you to see like oh it's not scary it's not like something to worry about yeah they're so not fucking
0: dancing around worshiping satan or anything like that yeah
1: it's like i mean once they start like really showing their powers it's when it gets real ridiculous and it's like oh, of course that's not gonna happen if that mm-hmm. was gonna happen we would have seen it if people could do that shit of course they'd be doing it like doing it all the time yeah so it, i think it has a real good uh like effect on the teenagers that did watch it of like just helping us get past that stupid moral crusade of the eighties
0: and and nineties, I think so, man, and you know whenever I watched this movie the first time, I was like first struck by enjoying it because it's just so damn. Late 90s. Like, I, I'm always super nostalgic for that shit. Like, whenever we do any of the movies that were out from this era, like, I automatically give it, like, three bonus points because I'm like, yeah, fucking 90s, right? You know? <laughs> you remember that? Super 90s, yeah. Yeah, I'm a sucker for nostalgia, so I enjoyed it on those points. I remember thinking that it was, yeah, it's like, this is really silly and, and over dramatic and stuff. Uh, but, you know, this time watching it with a more finely tuned eye, maybe I even viewed it with my third eye. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs>
1: So you just you just whipped out your butt, brown eyed it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right.
0: I mean, that's what that means, right?
1: Yeah, I thought so. That's, <laughs> that's what, what Tool's Tool always was talking about, and then third <laughs> eye, right? Prying open my butthole.
0: <laughs> I saw this awesome meme the other day that was like, "Is this artwork from a sinus uh, medication or is it Tool artwork?" Because it's all these like you know pictures <laughs> of like dudes that are standing there nude with like red heat sensors on their face to indicate they have a cold and stuff and it's like i don't know that could be tool artwork it's hard to say <laughs> yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah steve did you enjoy this movie the first time that you saw it yeah yeah it was i mean the thing was like watching it
1: as a teen um it was about teenage girl issues and as a teenage boy i think teenage boys now are maybe better uh informed about what teenage girls are going through lord i hope i was told they pee out their butts yeah like we didn't we didn't know shit like i have a friend who swears would swear that women didn't shit um (laughs) i was like i have a sister dude she shits it's normal (laughs) (laughs) anyway i i think he settled on okay maybe most women shit but beyonce doesn't yeah okay that's fair that's fair <laughs> all right i mean that's all exactly fine. where i she am she probably doesn't actually now that i think <laughs> She probably got a ken doll butt. um she's got people to do that for her yeah she pays someone to shit for her um but yeah like i think guys today are more informed but when i was a teenager it was like it was like oh these are problems i don't understand entirely but the movie still works as a high school movie so i enjoyed it
0: yeah Um, totally man and i think it's easy to get drawn into when you have a cast like this movie does because even though a lot of these people weren't necessarily like household names at this point it wouldn't be long before they were
1: (laughs) yeah some i mean you know uh robin uh who who plays uh sarah our main character empire records i think came out in the, this year or the year after, right? I think
0: it was so, the year before, because that's why she oh, had shaved before. her head. Oh, right. Yeah,
1: she had shaved her head, right, so she was wearing a wig the whole time. So yeah, yeah, the year before, so she had just done Empire Records. Love
0: that movie. Do you like that movie?
1: Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, I do. It is very 90s and doesn't entirely hold up. <laughs>
0: um, There's some problematic stuff in there for yeah, sure.
1: But it's 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 got, I mean, it's got its moments.
0: What's still. with today, today? I love that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, uh, Rory Cochran's great. Empire Records is one I would almost say we should do as a wild card. Agreed. <laughs> it's it's so far outside of the scope of her. but we did who Home Cares. Alone, so what does it matter? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we got her, we got Fruza Balk, who she had done things to do in Denver when you're dead, I think 95, and then, you know, we all uh, know her from Waterboy as well. Oh, yeah. She stood out in everything she does. Oh, yeah. of her no. distinctive like bright blue eye dark hair appearance i mean she was in return to oz as a kid and
0: i mean that oh, movie's wow, fucked yeah. up i've heard we that should... that's really fucking weird i've never seen that one either also yeah, we, should we should do should
1: that we yeah. do that one yeah <laughs> that one's fucked up she's but really yeah, she... just
0: made to play this kind of role like she yeah, has a go
1: crazy yeah and
0: i don't want to sound mean or anything here she has a different look about her she doesn't look no, like a hollywood that's starlet it's true yeah,
1: yeah. it's it's why she was cast. She was cast for her distinctive appearance. And so she's... I guess the distinction that comes across is kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, so that's she's got she a wild look playing about her. A lot. Yeah, yeah, she's
1: got a wild look about her. So she ends up playing that a good bit. Uh, we also got Nev Campbell, who... Uh, you know, she was Party Five before this, but this is before Scream by, like, seven months?
0: Yeah, not long after months. this. Yeah. So... She then she had, blew up. Not,
1: yeah, she's not fucking Sydney Prescott yet, but she's Nev Campbell, so pe- people recognize her from Party of Five. And then, uh, of course, Rachel True, who uh <laughs> I the role I always remember her for is Mary
0: Jane in Half Baked. Of course, that is yeah. the one <laughs> career yeah. highlight right there. Half Baked the is so best. fucking good, man. Uh, so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, love it. But yeah, just
1: stra- oh, and Skeet Ulrich and and Meyer. Yeah, both
0: Breck and Meyer, 90s. dude, do you think that guy's, like, dad had dirt on somebody in Hollywood and they were just like, okay, okay, we'll push him to become a star? Because he was in, like, every he fucking every movie big... as that, I like, floppy-haired dude in class. I think like, he was just always just some he's, guy.
1: He's, like, such a uh, a chill dude. He, he seemed to fit into the... Because the roles that he played were, like, it's almost like you could take Breck and Meyer and put him in any movie and just say be breckenmire and, Meyer. and yeah. be like okay you got the Breck and Meyer character in there he was like because <laughs> he's the same sort of character in uh freddy's dead or whatever yeah and, and clueless and clueless yeah so i think he, he was that he was typecast and n-
0: uh, not in a negative way for him <laughs> because it ended up making him money i'll but, tell you this though talk about typecasting man how would you feel to be what's her name that plays sarah robin oh yeah robin Tunney, and i guess she was just typecast as like hmm, she looks like the kind of person that would probably slit her wrist and kill herself because <laughs> right, <laughs> it was like in Empire Records, she slid slit her wrist. Then it's like, yeah. we need to get her in this movie as the girl who slit her wrist, too. Yeah. Like, holy moly, what kind of typecasting is that? <laughs>
1: oh, man. I I didn't even realize that she was an Encino man as well. Oh, uh, yeah. I such a huge crush on her. Throughout the nineties from she's Encino great. Man, Empire Records, The Craft. She is so awesome. Uh-huh. Like great actress, gorgeous, just awesome. And yeah. uh watching back on it now, like I didn't even realize she's 23 in this. So this is she had done Empire Records and Encino Man before this. She's already great, but then like she's had a huge like TV career after too. So like okay. she's she's still out there kicking ass. I mean, yeah. Other than, well, I, it looks like from what I researched on our IMDb, all four are still doing stuff. Rusev Balk does music more now. Oh, really? Uh, and of course, Nev Campbell is gonna be in Scream Five coming up.
0: Man, I hope they don't screw the pooch on that one. I hope that's good. Well,
1: you know, if, if having five
0: seen... as the suffix doesn't bode well for most, things. right?
1: But you know, three. Is eh, and four is, I, I mean, you know, enjoyable, but eh. So yeah. it, as long as it's eh, it's on par <laughs> with okay. the past couple. All right, we'll take it. Yeah. We'll take it.
0: Yeah, Star Started Cast, uh, that is a lot of fun in this. And I think that they put a decent amount of thought into a lot of these characters and kind of their individual lives and, and yeah. storylines and stuff. I think that Nev Campbell's Bonnie, for example, is, uh, yes. I would sum up her character as saying she's Snapey Kruger. Right? Little Snape? Little Freddy Krueger? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, because she's got the hair in the eyes, but the burn scars. Mm, that's right. Yeah, exactly. We know, never
0: find out where the burn scars came from, by the way. No, I assume because don't. the parents of the town boiled her alive and burnt up her boiler room that she was in because she, she was, was killing, killing kids, kids yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, she's always been into witchcraft. Uh-
0: she earned them <laughs> scars.
1: Yeah. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> we should do a, pre- a, a prequel about her yeah
0: <laughs> where she is simultaneously the joker severus snape and freddie yeah.
1: yeah i got one <laughs> major problem with the fact that Nev campbell isn't popular because she has burn scars nobody can see she's hmm. still gorgeous she's still absolutely what? gorgeous yeah <laughs> like even if she was like oh i don't want people to see my burn scars people would still be approaching her regularly like hey what's uh what's like, why why is no one talking to you i don't understand this
0: (laughs) yeah you're right it's not like they're visible and like all over her face or anything like that
1: it's i mean it's the same same with rachel true like i mean i understand feruza balk is putting off a vibe like she is putting off the fuck everybody vibe but like rachel true and and nev campbell aren't popular but they're gorgeous yeah like it just does like that's I mean, I not to say every popular girl was gorgeous and every non-popular girl wasn't gorgeous. It's just like they, them being outcasts is almost like their choice. <laughs> like, you could just be like, hey, what's up? And everybody would be like, oh, hello, pretty person. We like pretty people.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, like every character in this kind of has their own struggle that they're going through. And, and one thing that I like is that, you know, our main girl – sarah here even though she is kind of the uh the chosen one the wonder child that's a natural witch and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh she's a flawed protagonist like she has yeah. this past where she had some issues and you know she uh tried killing herself and stuff like she comes from what seems like a pretty normal family it doesn't seem like well i mean her her mother died i guess when she, died, was, yeah. when she was but born yeah. but you yeah, know she, she doesn't come from a super fucked up background or anything but you know she has mental problems
1: yeah, she just has yeah, that that is exactly it. It's a good depiction because it doesn't try to explain it with an event. Yeah. She can just have depression. Like yeah. that's fine. It, kind of
0: normalizes um yeah. you know, that side of mental illness.
1: Yeah. So that that you know, that's what she's dealing with is is I would say depression. Neff Campbell dealing with the, the burn scars. Uh Marisa Bach dealing with generational uh wealth inequality <laughs> um, trashiness she's got
0: a she's got a trashiness problem
1: well i mean y- yeah. yeah but let's <laughs> let's contextualize it in a way the movie doesn't because the movie calls it just trashiness yeah like white trash but that is i mean I, I, okay boy i didn't know this was gonna become political but it is <laughs> here's something i want to talk never on about. this show steve yeah here's something i've wanted to talk about for a while I, I need everybody outside of the South to understand something. When you see video of Southerners driving in these big, jacked-up King Ranch Ford 350s wearing body armor and carrying a- AR-15s, they are selling you a story. And mm. that is the story that in the South, that is us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you who those people are. Those are our bosses. Those are our managers. Pretty much. Those are the contractors, not the guys hanging the sheetrock.
0: Mm -hmm. Those
1: Those are not representations of the people that you call white trash. They are white trash. They have money and they choose to be that way. The people who don't have money, who have suffered from generational wealth inequality, they are not trash people. They just don't have an outlet. They don't have an opportunity for a better world.
0: That's true. It's all so, they know.
1: Yeah, it's all they know, and they're being brainwashed by the assholes with the AR-15. They're the ones in fucking control,
0: right? Yeah. So
1: we hate them too,
0: <laughs> just
1: <laughs> just so you know. And w- what what I see with uh with the uh, Box character Nancy, what I see is a mother who perhaps was a sex worker who didn't have access to uh, birth control or abortion who had a child that she couldn't afford and brought in a man to help her around the house even though that man is abusive to her and sexualizing her daughter but she can't see any other way out
0: yeah this is right back to damn halloween that we just did like last week yes
1: yeah so the movie characterizes them as white trash, and that is a '90s understanding of poverty. But it's poverty is not earned. Yeah, it's it is often times inherited. inherited, just like wealth. So yeah. that being said, it is a really good depiction, though, of poverty.
0: Yeah, I think so too, because also yeah. whenever they find out that they're getting one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars out of his life yeah. insurance policy, it's like. Listen, in the real world, that's not that much money. But when you're like right. poor, poor, is, you're though. like we're it's fucking rich, dude. Amount.
1: Yep, it is. It is an insurmountable amount of money when it's a debt and you're poor. So when you get it in your poor, then it seems like you're now rich.
0: Yeah, and you gotta and, go and buy. You're like, I
1: don't want y'all taxing my wealth, and it's like <laughs> you aren't even close to wealth. Not even so close. You know. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if that is a lot of money. I mean, for me, I think about it. It's like if I that would change everything for me. Like, sure. yeah, I'd pay off every bit of debt I have, and I wouldn't have any money left over. But my debt would be paid off. <laughs> like, Sounds like
0: you need to go find yourself an abusive husband. That's what who's I mean. He's got Lincoln. a heart problem or something, man. That's Maybe you find yourself for a mean sugar
1: for some reason has a hundred seventy five thousand dollars life insurance policy. <laughs> that is not not something you find a lot no, among people living demo. in in the Los Angeles trailer park. I don't know where that is.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Los Angeles trailer park where it rains all the fucking time. What,
1: dude? Okay, so I was watching this and being like, how did they catch this much rain? Because like in Los Angeles, like fourteen inches of rain a season is is the average. Yeah, which isn't a lot, not much, Uh, not a lot. And so like if you want to shoot in the rain, a lot of times you have to have a number of locations scouted out and watch the weather and be ready to go to that location quickly. But in this case, they caught rain a few times. So I had to look it up. The 90s had a mid 90s, specifically an unusual uh, amount of rain so when you watch movies in los angeles in the 90s and you see it rain so much it's because it rained there more than normal so they probably took advantage
0: and shot more than normal in the rain i was really wondering about that man because like whenever the movie starts and sarah and her family show up to that house that i guess they've never seen before but bought sight unseen i guess (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) yeah it's like raining and the roof is leaking and stuff and i'll tell you Uh, this too man like the entire front half I want to say front half. The entire intro of this movie, really, like when they show up to the house and all that, gave me like really strong Hellraiser vibes. Like it really has that same yeah. vibe as like uh-huh. that creepy big house in yeah, Hellraiser. Yeah. And then even like the the homeless guy with the snake that shows mm-hmm. up, like that yep. feels very Clive Barker very to me. Yeah, yeah, because like the way he talks and stuff, the whole scene is just mm-hmm. weird and illogical and like almost Argento-y in a yes, way like you have to expect it to have bad adr filling in the gaps of the dialogue real
1: good way to put it like it's so argento because he yells relax at her <laughs> it's like that's, it's that's not how people straight talk. out of an argento movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> nobody's gonna be
1: relaxed when you yell at them that's just not
0: how that works <laughs> not that works usually no but yeah i like the house and stuff i think the house is like also nearly a character in the movie especially towards the end of it there where it really takes on that feel of uh this really big creepy spanish mission kind of house uh i like that vibe
1: yeah I, I it it was raining in that shot when they get there at the um lax when they arrive it's raining later when nancy goes to her trailer it's raining like downtown is wet when they're walking through yeah it's it is a slick
0: ass movie <laughs> i'll tell you the impression i got out of this is that they ain't no good roofers worth a damn over in LA County, all these roofs <laughs> be leaking. Roofs, too. But you know, like I said, all these characters have their own little story arcs and stuff like that. But when you scope out a little bit, you realize some of them are dealing with problems of maybe a little bigger than others in the grand scheme yeah. of things. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would. I here's
1: how I would rank it. I would say, Neth Campbell burns scars that are hidden by just wearing a shirt. Low.
0: I'm going to call that low priority. I realize that probably does things to your self-esteem and stuff, but I mean, it's not life ruining.
1: Then I would say the wealth inequality, a little bit higher than that, but then we got way up here systemic generational racism
0: <laughs> perpetrated top of the heap. by a rich blonde girl at a private school that used to be a star on hey dude no less that used to
1: be on hey come dude come on no marsha
0: brady get it together
1: what's interesting is i i mean the burn scars are nowhere near depression and 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 poverty or racism but they they didn't actually have the racism angle in the original script they cast Rachel True because she was good and then changed the character to be black. And then they were like, well, what is the biggest problem that black people have to deal with? Racism. Hmm. It kind of outweighs though, than all of like Neff Campbell's yeah. angst. <laughs> it's like <laughs> your angst is so tiny compared, but it's a good realistic depiction of reality where uh you can have these this set of friends where all of them have their issues but because they're teenagers they hold their issues at equal levels
0: kind of oh yeah i gotcha yeah
1: so it's just like oh we're all going through shit (laughs) but it's like the moment one of them gets any perspective they'll be like wait a second so your problem was just burn scars and now they're just gone. (laughs)
0: meanwhile i still got
1: depression racism still exists poverty still a thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing too that i got out of it. Is man i was like they make their wishes and stuff and it's like wow nev campbell's scars go away that's amazing and then for rochelle 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 damn it Uh i always fuck names up dude rochelle whatever Like, for her, it's like, my problem is systematic racism, and fucking Manon is like, I don't know, we'll make that one's hair fall out, I guess. That's the best I can do. (laughs) It's (laughs) It's like going to GameStop, and they're like, best I can do is 30 bucks. It's like, yeah, best I can do is make a hair fall out. That's all I got. I'm Manon. Move on. Move on.
1: Here's a bunch of dead sharks. Is that cool?
0: Is that enough? I don't know. Whatever. It's the best I can do. Yeah, that kind of sucks for her, because at the end of the day... The problem isn't even solved. I mean, I guess, I guess, honestly though, like her wish was to not hate the people that hate her, and she ends up being right. sympathetic for this piece of shit racist girl that never sees any consequence for what she does. It's just that she's able to not hate her. It's like, oh man, that sucks.
1: Yeah, and that is a that is a '90s namby pamby, like basically the black character in these white uh, anti-racism fantasies comes to accept racism like that's like the the arc is (laughs) like white people are like oh you know learn to forgive and forget and it's like bitch it's still gonna exist if i forgive and forget (laughs) what are you talking about
0: (laughs) yeah they don't really get their comeuppance here do they
1: yeah they don't so Uh, Yeah, I I think, you know, maybe and maybe that was because they had to do some late rewrites and so they didn't get it as as uh, good as they get the other stuff. Because you do see that in all honesty, I think Feruza Balk may also be dealing with, aside from dealing with the effects of of poverty, dealing with um, some issues with anxiety or depression herself. And it, it's kind of showing us a good mirror between her and Sarah, where Sarah has the resources and support. Oh and yeah. She doesn't.
0: Yeah. And hmm. that's
1: why that's where some of the jealousy comes from.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I suppose that's right, man. And the thing about the drama, like the racist stuff too, that really blows is even though they made at a point to portray that as part of this movie and part of the world that teenagers were living in and stuff at that time and the whole world was living at that time and still is. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that like bled into real life too where she got super snubbed out of a Uh, lot of the promo stuff. Like she's barely in the trailer. She didn't get invited to a bunch of the press junkets until like somebody else in the cast pointed out to her that she wasn't being invited and asked for her to come on. Then like, dude, the fucking worst of all is the three white girls got invited to be on the mtv video music awards and she didn't like that's fucked up yeah. dude like she is one that's quarter gonna, of the main characters yeah. this movie and that's gonna be because
1: like obviously the production was trying to put her on equal footing with everyone because she has equal screen time it seems uh i mean sarah and and uh nancy get the most screen time because they're protagonist and antagonist but she has equal amount of screen time as Fun, Ev Campbell yeah. uh, so obviously the production wasn't trying to do that but it seems like the distributor and whoever was responsible for promotion thought we need to hide the black character and I was thinking about that when you mentioned it when we were talking and man it seems like you could easily be like well racists exist and so if you want to get people in to watch your movie with an anti-racist message, maybe you have to hide the black person. Ugh. But that's like that's a, re- a real slimy fucking excuse. It just doesn't work for me. So, like, if if whatever your excuse is for trying to keep her out of promotion of the material, you were wrong, and you shouldn't have done it. Yeah. it it, rachel true should be pissed about it too because it definitely would have helped her career to be there at those things
0: oh for sure without a doubt man i would have been mad as hell
1: yeah that's fucked up and ridiculous and like i actually just dealt with this because i watched ghostbusters and I, i posted about it on instagram when i first posted it i just used the promotional poster And when it went up a second later, I looked at it and I was like, Winston's not on the promotional poster. Holy shit. So I took it down and I had to search. And the, the like thing I found from that time that had Winston on it was the novelization of Ghostbusters. Dude, that's pathetic. It's fucked up. Yeah. I don't understand like why, why
0: you're hiding one of the four main characters of your movie. Yeah. Man, that's fucked up, dude. That's yeah. fucked up. But you know, it's like I'll tell you this. There are problems like that with this movie, and I think there's there's some other problems that we'll talk about as well that yeah. I hope will be ratified, rectified in the remake slash sequel. I guess it's a sequel that's okay. coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it's, it's written by a woman. Like that's one thing that gives me hope. Yes. Is like this was written by a dude writing about how by dude. Yeah, yeah writing about well i guess this is probably how girls in high school talk and it's like you don't fucking right. know what you're writing about right. this is at least being written by a woman that being said i've watched the trailer and it does look like dog shit it looks like a mary kate and ashley olsen movie uh it looks fucking horrible but i'm still gonna check it out and i hope that it does better than what i'm anticipating
1: i would say it's it would be unfair for us to judge from a 40 year old standpoint whether or well, not the movie yeah. is a effective uh for the audience it's intended for that's fair <laughs> but i also think uh you know i hate previews i think they all make movies su- look like shit now i haven't seen a preview in forever that i was like i gotta see that movie that's fair. mandy it was probably mandy it was the last yeah. time i saw her like, i gotta see that um but you know, I, I I'm gonna give it a chance. It is it is directed by I think uh, Zoe Lister-Jones, who uh, is an actress. She was in uh, Delocated. If anybody used to watch that old Adult Swim show, oh, <laughs> Delocated. Um, I, I'm interested. I'd like to see what they did with it. But I also, it's a Blumhouse remake, and some I mean their Black Christmas remake kind of was shitty, and like I, Halloween I was good. I don't know if it's about cashing in or they really wanted to make a good sequel to the craft. So we'll find out though.
0: Yeah. Cause I think it's coming out. I believe the day that this episode comes out, right?
1: Yeah. By the way, this is an absolute coincidence that I mentioned the craft and that it comes out this day. We did not know that. Uh, but fucking cool. I non attended
0: that, it, man. Blessed be. I guess,
1: yeah. Blessed be. Uh, I, I, think it's coming out vod on the 28th as well it's not just going to theater so uh probably we'll rent it and maybe get back to you guys next week on it
0: maybe we'll do that man yeah dude i'll tell you what too though this movie coming out when it did and us growing up in the time that we did really did remind me that the southeastern kind of low class Trashy people that got infatuated with Wicca around here in uh-huh. East Tennessee. Yeah, that is a subset of of rednecks that I don't think gets enough attention because no, it's yeah, a treasure.
1: It, well, and I mean, you know, we do have our own folk magic and stuff here in Appalachia. So, yeah. I mean, it's it makes sense that it clicked. It, it makes sense that it clicked, and it, it. I wish it had clicked more. I wish people in Appalachia would get back to our roots and shed this christian ridiculousness like it came in and destroyed a whole bunch of people's folklore and beliefs like it does all over the place so sure. this just you don't have to you can handle snakes without pretending it's about Jesus <laughs> we're bringing it back i mean that's the thing i mean that that is that's east tennessee snake handling that is us that is us we are goddamn witches and wizards we're warlocks we're goddamn all over the place we're not christians so just stop trying to overlay it over our folk beliefs
0: yeah we're bringing it back we're taking back the power hell yeah did you know some good old trashy low-key wiccans that uh, probably didn't really know what they were talking about but knew they didn't like to read the bible did you know any yeah, of those because i did I, I,
1: I, i would say that a lot of wiccans would say it's okay that they didn't know what they were doing that it's it's about intention and it, it not knowing what you're doing is fine it's i mean because uh, i mean maybe that maybe there are i i don't want to offend any wiccans i don't give a shit I don't give, I don't
0: offend <laughs> yeah never mind
1: muslims and everybody else uh, there are definitely probably some wiccans who really believe hecate is out there listening <laughs> and uh influencing in the world but i i just think that most wiccans are smarter than that and are really buying into the reflective elements and the ways that it can help you find peace yeah. which is what what i like about religions is when it is about peace when it is about finding your own road and finding who you are those are wonderful things let's keep that stuff and dump the whole hating this person and hating that person and hating this activity and it's really crazy to me when people are like don't hate the sin or hate the sin it's like well what the fuck's wrong with the sin let's talk about (laughs) some of the sins that you guys believe in cause I don't think a lot of that shit's wrong
0: yeah fair enough no, man fair enough no, anyway <laughs> but no that was definitely like a, a set of people that was a character class in the southeast especially around the time of this and it was mainly people that saw this movie and or watched the god smack voodoo video yeah. like a, a million times and was just like yeah. i think i'll give this a shot
1: it's cool <laughs> that they did i'm glad they did I, it was yeah, like sure. it was nice in high school like that we had some kids that dabbled in that stuff and and um yeah, I, I really, I hope it, it, you know, people take more of that and just like we really do need to, because when you take away people's folklore and culture, you take away the ways they've learned to reflect about themselves. Mm, yeah. And if if you're replacing it with something that is entirely different, they begin to see themselves as a problem and begin to act As different selves and that's what i would say happens so much with southerners who buy deep into the church and into capitalism and become these dudes driving around in these jacked up trucks with guns they've become something that is that is at risk in the environment of the south but they claim themselves to be the south itself like, it, it's like the entire Civil War. I've talked about this before. So many people in the South were in deep poverty, did not own slaves, and had no opinion on slavery. Either they were against it or weren't, didn't own slaves themselves, so had nothing to do with it. The slave owners were the ones who controlled. It was the people who, again, had the money that controlled the politics of the South and made these things happen. We've got to kick that shit out. I don't know how talking about the craft has turned into <laughs> me saying, we got to get these goddamn capitalist interests and Christian interests out of the fucking South.
0: <laughs> You're casting a spell on these dead and lovely listeners, Steve.
1: I, listen, I hope you all understand. There are Southerners that uh, they don't fit this mentality. For sure. We just are, we're different. We, we come from stock that believed... That there were goddamn witches and haints and buggers. Yeah. And and uh, let's get back to that. That stuff is less spooky than uh, hating gay people.
0: <laughs> That's true. At the end of the day, definitely less harmful than that, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing that really struck me about this movie when I watched it this time that I didn't really catch the first time is, you know, as we said, it's like I was watching this. I'm like, man, I'm a fucking 36 year old dude watching this movie. Like, I don't think this is really <laughs> meant for me. And I was thinking to myself, like, this is probably also the same way that a lot of 30-something women felt in the 80s when they watched The Lost Boys. Because I think that this movie is The Lost Boys for 90s girls.
1: Absolutely. So much of it follows that
0: same character arc and and narrative in a lot of ways, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, Except Nancy doesn't say Sarah nearly enough.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Cause, Sarah, cause, Sarah, oh, Sarah, what's his name? Sarah.
1: Kiefer Sutherland called him Michael. Like every other sentence, Michael, Michael, Michael,
0: <laughs> Michael. Michael. <laughs> but yeah, do you think the movies are, are pretty similar in a lot of ways? The more that you start thinking about it, right?
1: Yeah, they are very similar. I hadn't, I hadn't put that together until you uh, said the Lost Boys, and I was like, "Fuck, this is the Lost Boys." Yeah, very similar. Uh it it ends uh, a little bit different, not as not as silly an ending, I would Mm -hmm. say, but uh definitely like very much mimicking the success of the Lost Boys, but replacing with women and calling it something different. I think that's like
0: Yeah, uh, it wasn't the Lost Girls. Right, yeah.
1: I think that's where the success comes in and not just immediately trying to cash in off of the Lost Boys, saying like, oh that's a good idea, what if we could use, like, witchcraft and women.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good path that they took yeah. with that as well. And speaking of the ending of the movie, I really do enjoy the ending of this a lot because yeah. this is very mm-hmm. much a, a three-act movie where it's like, you know, first act is the girls getting to know each other and bonding mm-hmm. in their friendship. the The second act is when things start getting dramatic. And then the third act is the confrontation, just kind of a classic yeah. three-act yeah. arc. And I really do like everything that happens in the third act. I think it is actually pretty intense in a lot of ways i mean we do have some kind of crap special effects and stuff in there here and there
1: yeah yeah and that is what critics at the time didn't like about a lot of it was that they showcased those special effects a little too much
0: maybe a little bit maybe a little bit i mean especially like when we get like the the snake fingers thing and all that yeah (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) like maybe you didn't have to go that far with it but I think especially when she goes back to that house and it's all dark and stuff, that's where it gets again, kind of hellraiser y to me in a lot yeah. of ways. Uh, and I think it, it does get really cool and really intense and that's definitely aided by fruza Balk being fucking cranked up to damn yeah, 11. She's dude.
1: so good in this role. Like she's she, uh, uh she, I would say this in the water boy really showcase her talent the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
1: like, Cause she can be wacky, silly, uh, but also scary. Uh, or she can be scary, scary. and, She's just so intense in the the moments and just like really going for it. And she's young here, like 21. Like, so she's, she's just all out. Like, yeah. And it works like there, there are definitely ways she could have been over the top, but I think instead of it being over the top, it's just like full on teenage girl angst coming out. Yeah.
0: Well, and this is the kind of thing too, where I imagine probably a lot of people and a lot of parents when they watch this movie really hated her character and probably like i can't probably stand yeah. that movie because i hate that fruza Balt character and yeah. stuff and it's mm-hmm. like well it's like is that the case or did she just act really effectively right. and elicit emotion in you and elicit a reaction is, out of you
1: that is a, a reaction you see a lot with female uh villains is that people true. Will be like i just didn't like the character and it's like well I you need what you need to put away is the idea that every woman in a movie has to be likable like that is a, a sexist attitude that may seem beneficial when you are thinking like oh I automatically like women but what you're doing is limiting what women can be they can't mm-hmm. be villains like she is a villain you hated her so she did good. Like, it's like, it's like when a kid watches wrestling and they're like, I hate that guy. He's a bad wrestler. Yeah, it's he's like, a as bad an adult, guy. Like, no, he's actually really great because you hate him.
0: Yeah, totally. He, response, you man. you hate
1: him, he's doing his job.
0: But there's a lot of those scenes that are, that are super intense. Like, I love whenever they kind of blow against that wall sideways. Like, they're kind of like fighting on that wall. And yeah. she's just like mm-hmm. punching at her and be like, I'll fucking kill you and stuff. Like, she's yeah. so intense in that part yep. and it doesn't come off as like corny or cheesy like it would be no. so easy for any other actor in that part to make that come off really stupid right but yeah i was buying she, it man she was selling it. I, I think she's it. got
1: some real rage is is what it is and that's what you need in that role like you need somebody who's really angry about something and i think fruza has that i don't know what it is but it comes across in so many of her roles yeah, I think she's channeling actual anger, and and that's what makes her so good in those moments.
0: I do kind of hate that at the end, like her character, like I don't know, man, her character is is kind of a gray area in in a lot of ways. Where it's like, in terms of the villain in this movie, yeah, she doesn't do near as much fucked up stuff as Chris does, like crispy yeah. ra- crispy raping y'all. Yeah, a- he, only there's... you know she's the bad guy here, and at the end of the movie, she doesn't have any like. Any like, oh, I've seen the wrong of my ways moment. It's just like, nah, you just end up in the nut house Fuck you. <laughs> like I yeah. don't really know if that's but the best Chris, ending for a character that has the kind of struggles that she does. like Her life true. just sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Chris does die, though. Chris so, like,
0: does die. That's another issue, too. He does get the
1: worst... Well, I don't know. I'd probably be rather be dead than me locked up in an institution. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's a tough one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because... I, I mean, the thing about Chris... He is the villain before, like, he's villainous before she puts the spell on him. But after that, it's, I, I believe this we're supposed to be seeing the effects of karma. And, okay. like, it is a negative, for sure. He's doing a negative thing. That was in him. He's doing it. But it's also being used effectively in the story as, like, showing this is the effect of a love spell. Mm -hmm. it's an obsession not a love yeah Yeah. and and an obsession that will drive him to see you as an object rather than a person and so like there there is something at least I mean I I I hate that we've have uh, any bit of rape going on but I think it works in the story and also kind of as you said reveals that he is the most villainous it seems like that is what's in him
0: yeah I think so and I don't know man like his entire storyline and his interactions with the girls and stuff and that whole outcome to me is just one of those one of those areas where it's just very easy to tell like oh yeah dude wrote this (laughs) yeah really really easy because it's like Mm -hmm. you know Sarah starts going to the school she's into him kind of turns him down he spreads a rumor that like you know like they fucked and and that she wasn't any good and she's like yeah I still kind of like him and then Faruza the yeah. is like, yeah, he, he probably gave me an STD or something. She's like, I still kind of like him. And yeah. they do like their little witch wishes, and she's like, I know it's dumb, but I still kind of like him. And it's like, God yeah. damn, like, really? Is that the kind of like self-respecting woman you want to ride into this uh, to be a yeah, role model? It would,
1: it would be better, uh, though. I mean, those those do exist, you know, uh, situations where two people are fighting over a very shitty option. Yeah, I think it just adds. Uh, a side story that's maybe not as important as the the central stories so but I, i mean you did need you did need some you needed something for sarah and nancy to fight about and making it a man is interesting because oftentimes i mean we talked about this with death becomes her usually it's two men fighting over a woman yeah but in this case it's a shitty option most of the time i mean the same thing with uh death becomes her kind of <laughs> they're fighting over an option yeah. that neither one of them really want but i i mean again i think it, it has that same meaning to it though as death becomes her where they're really fighting to get closer to one another and he is just he is a symbol between them that something they share in common that they can go back to a touchstone that they can go back to so they can have interactions and i hmm. would think you know and death becomes her both of those people are are villainous in this case we're supposed to see one as the protagonist and one as the antagonist so it seems like you're right sarah should lose her interest in him and it should be like nancy maybe keeps bringing him up or something like nancy can't get over it because she wants this connection between the two of them but Sarah continuing to like this terrible individual does make you just be like, like it's harder to connect with the character.
0: Yeah, it's like, girl, make better decisions. This guy yeah, fucking like you sucks. Can,
1: you could do so much better than the first guy who talked to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And again, like this is like, this is how you know a dude wrote this. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's another thing about this that I find really confusing is ultimately at the end of the day, like the way that Furuzabal chooses to get revenge. it's like, okay, so. Her story is this guy we don't know we don't know if it was consensual or not, but she had a very bad sexual experience with this guy at some time in the yeah. past. Mm-hmm. This guy then tries to like rape one of her friends and she's like, yeah. I'm gonna get revenge on this guy. I'm gonna go and fuck him
1: and kill him. Dude, seriously, <laughs> like
0: this is one of those things that it was reminding me very much of like Talia Al Ghul in that third right uh, Chris Nolan Batman movie where it's like you yeah. killed my father and now uh I, I sucked your dick so what about you take that? that you <laughs> take son that. of
1: a bitch
0: yeah like <laughs> <laughs> well what how is this revenge like yeah. it's really fucked up because not only is it that she tries to to rape him back essentially yeah this guy is like fucking drunk and incapacitated mm-hmm she tries to come on to him He won't have her. And then she's like, what if I looked like the girl that you tried to rape? Like, this is fucked up on a lot of levels. And I'm not sure how it equates a friend getting revenge for her friend <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> is this like is this one of the situations where it's like well two wrongs don't make her right but maybe three or I four think, or five do
1: well I think what's going on there I think this is actually effective storytelling because it's 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 stacking up the wrongs that Nancy has done so that as you said the ending works well we want her to lose because she's like she's gotten away from trying to do things that benefit to just doing flippant stuff to now actually hurting people even though we don't like that guy uh and i think maybe that's why that she has to push it she has to be in that uh situation where she basically is trying to rape him so that now we
0: can feel some pity for him i guess it's just a weird way to go about that character it aren't? is
1: it's, it is <laughs> i i mean i i can see there might've been other ways to do it (laughs) for sure. I think, I think maybe it could have been best to not even include a, a a man as part of it. Like these young women could have just had their own issues that they already have and deal with and not have to bring uh, a man into the situation.
0: Mm. i don't know about that steve because you can't spell man on without man am i right yeah that is
1: true that is true you're uh, you know what maybe that's the most important element (laughs) (laughs)
0: well that's the thing that i was thinking about is like you know we're watching this and they they introduce this men on deity which like we said is is made up it's not real and i'm like dude especially considering they made it up (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but you know initially i was like Really, they made this up and they made it a man. Like, the source of power is a man, and these women are trying to get attention and power from a man deity. Like, is that the right thing? But then I was thinking about it, and especially knowing that they had a Wiccan consultant and stuff like that, it's like, maybe that was kind of intentional because these yeah. girls have, they have the power within themselves, but instead they squabble over man-faction. I don't know if yeah. they were shooting for that or if this is once again just like... No, a guy wrote it, so he made it a guy deity because usually gods are guys, and that's just how it is. Like I don't, I don't know which I one mean, it would it be. Does, it
1: doesn't matter what his intention was, because I can see what you're saying there—that maybe that is uh, a message that we can take from the movie, whether it's intentional or not. That the they are playing within a patriarchal system and playing into the patriarchal system by squabbling mm-hmm. rather than
0: using their power to crush the system yeah i mean maybe yeah. maybe that's yeah. what you should get out of it i, I mean maybe. this is obviously a movie that's very well liked by the female audience so maybe that's yeah, what they're saying it. Seeing it? It's still, i don't know
1: it, it's definitely held up and in like audience terms like it's it's got a cult following and i i think it deserves it as well because of the things we keep mentioning is there seems to be a lot to it whether or not uh, you know the the right the male writers knew it or not maybe they were just good storytellers who knew like well we should include these certain elements and see what people get out of it
0: Mm -hmm, Uh, yeah
1: it it doesn't you know it doesn't have to have been uh an intentional genius stroke for people to get a lot out of it so I, i think it's it has stood up to a lot of scrutiny over the years people looking at it and finding more and more so I think I think you have to, at the very least, praise the filmmakers for having a, a good open vision and not Fair trying enough. to maybe peg it down too much to mm-hmm. try to leave it open so that people can sort of get more out of it by looking into it. Because I think they did good research. I mean, uh, this was written by uh, Peter Filardi. He and the producer, Douglas Wick, came up with the idea, and Peter Flaherty went and did just a ton of research on witchcraft and wicca and all these things so like i'm just saying you you research those things you're gonna find a lot of anti-patriarchy stuff so maybe it it was just it's ingrained in wicca you're not going to be able to get away from it even if you're not intending it it's still gonna be there
0: all right it could be man it could be yeah, I do wonder though, just about that that aftermath of of Chris's death and stuff, because there's definitely there's got to be some fibers and hairs and stuff that's gonna get those girls in plenty of trouble. <laughs> it's just like Chris dies, yeah. and it's just like there's no investigation. Whatever, he's fucking dead. Doesn't matter. He fell out of a window drunk, I guess. What yeah, is- <laughs> and that's it. You is know. That And it's also really problematic for me, too, that afterwards Sarah is, like, there on her bed being upset and her dad's trying to comfort her and and he's like, she's like, oh, he was a great guy inside. And it's like, this guy tried (laughs) to rape you, dude.
1: He really wasn't a great guy inside He really, really wasn't
0: at all. Like, what are you talking about? Like, stuff like that makes me think, maybe they did miss the mark on a lot of this stuff. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can see. I can see they did miss the mark definitely on Chris, because, like i don't know though maybe it is it is a it is a truth of uh teenagers that um you know i i do remember some people dying in high school and them being immediately rehabilitated is like they were the best people yeah sure i, I think that is a, a tendency in teenagers perhaps because they haven't dealt with death and they are dealing with their own mortality and they don't want to speak ill of the dead because they wouldn't want people to speak ill of them maybe but he's not he's not a good person and there's no the only indications of him being good are the times when he is bewitched by her and just doing whatever she says
0: mm-hmm. and that's not that's not good that's yeah I say, yeah being subservient <laughs> isn't necessarily a no <laughs> great character trait i guess
1: yeah i mean that there's a, a, a subservient person is amoral they will do a good or bad thing it doesn't matter
0: they are subservient Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's he. I just don't see any moment where he is good ever. Nah, I don't really get it, man. It's also worth noting, too, that this movie has a lot of those, I think, really quotable and really memorable shots and moments in it, like the We Are the Weirdos line and stuff. That's one of those Ugh. that like you hear that all is, the time.
1: Yeah, that is probably the most insufferable teenage line in this.
0: <laughs> so bad, yeah. Because
1: can you imagine being that bus driver where it's like... If you this guy was what late 40s 50s maybe yeah a teenager says we are the weirdos this motherfucker drives a bus in la he's seen Girl, the, you fucking are weirdos. Not the weirdos <laughs> <laughs> that's but true i didn't notice because i had already had that complaint about it but I didn't notice this. I think he checks out Feruza Balk's ass. He does. As I noticed off.
0: that as I was re-watching it. Like, he totally does scope her yeah. out and then delivers that line. Watch out for weirdos. It's like, yeah. watch out for fucking grown-ass Me. bus drivers checking out high school yeah. and girls' asses. Ooh.
1: Yeah, so the We Are the Weirdos mystery line is insufferable, but... Um now now there was a bit more depth to it i was just like is that did they just do that for a trailer i mean i think they probably did just do that for the trailer but it was also (laughs) like oh okay it's setting up that you know they're not really they're not frightened of him even though he's checking out these teenage girls because they've discovered their power within themselves and they're becoming more you know confident But it also does seems like a line for the trailer. So (laughs)
0: as does maybe that sexy slow-mo high school girl walk that we get, right? That
1: was definitely for the trailer, right? But it boy. Okay. So we talked about this in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire where there's a a slow walk with the bow baton -baton. Uh, and they're supposed to be young teenagers and that's creepy. Uh, Same here. Supposed to be young teenagers. I was a teenager when I saw this. It's hard for me to see this as creepy, but I yeah. know it's the same level of creepy because they're supposed to be teenagers. We're watching four women, two in front, nipples just blazing, <laughs> and two in back just bouncing boobs. Yeah, like it's like they weren't wearing bras at all.
0: Well, what you didn't know is that they had cast a spell on their school to turn the floor into a low-grade trampoline. <laughs> That explains it. <laughs> <laughs> but it is really weird. It's like you watch it now, and you're like, they're in their twenties. Like they're not kids, they're but not they're portraying kids. They're but they're sexy kids.
1: Like it's just weird. They're sexy kids. That is yeah. the problem. But it, it's also when you're aiming at teenager, like, hmm, it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. With Harry Potter, I I specifically had a problem with it because you're aiming at kids. And now you're like, fuck, like here, here are the, the, the French girls who just are fucking uh, like <laughs> Here's the really this,
0: fuckable kids. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, this is yeah. getting
1: weird. Really fast. This, this seems more like aimed at teens and like, Hey, right. Like sex, you know, but it's still exploitative because it's exploiting boners. It's like <laughs> dudes will show up for boners. And I can't pretend that didn't have any play into why I wanted to see this in the theaters. Sure. So it works for exactly what it's supposed to do. But should we be exploiting teenagers that way? Probably not. It's Mm. probably real weird to be trying to make your money by giving teenagers boners. But teenagers are going to get boners anyway, so you can't really avoid it boners gonna
0: bone you know
1: that's how it happens
0: (laughs) boners gonna bone 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 (laughs) rub one out rub one out (laughs) trademark den lovely that's a hit that's a hit right there i'll tell you what though man we're definitely seeing the effects of the lack of proper witchery education and schooling with these kids these kids are off homeschooling themselves on how to be a witch and stuff and i'll tell you. It shows because, like, at the end of the movie, this is like totally one of those things. If you think about it for two seconds, it's really dumb. You know, the other girls show up at Sarah's house. They've made these like fucking illusions and stuff. Like they they've created fake news. I guess you can use witchcraft yeah. to make fake mm-hmm. news. They did and make Sarah think that her family's dead and stuff. And uh, you know she's falling for it. She's buying into the illusions. And then like five minutes later. Sarah's like, "Oh, you got burns all over everybody and your hair is falling out." And they're like, "Oh my god, it's really happening." What the <laughs> hell? It's like, dude, like you literally just did the same thing to her and yeah. you don't see it? Are you stupid? Uh maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe they're just stupid.
1: <laughs> did we consider <laughs> like, you know, we're watching the characters and we're like, yeah, they're just doing teenage stuff and it's like, maybe these are particularly dumb teenagers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is very possible i've known yeah. many of them mm-hmm. but but yeah it's like you would have thought you would have thought they would have been like oh no no this is a trick this is the same thing we did to her like five minutes ago right yeah
1: yeah well maybe i mean th- at the very least there'd still be immediate shock right Cause maybe if you see yourself in the mirror and you don't look like yourself you'd be like what the fuck and then you'd be like oh she's doing the mind thing <laughs> but they like run out and shit so yeah, yeah I, I don't know
0: they're skewered they're definitely yeah. skewered man i'll tell you what too i don't know if i've heard this many fucking 90 songs just shoved in our face <laughs> since we watched like final destination oh um, my god the soundtrack in this is just the most, awesome
1: most important song of course being love spit loves cover of yeah. how soon is now yep. which became the the opening song for charmed which is just the craft but a tv show
0: yeah that's like man and y'all aren't even women. hiding you're not even yeah. hiding the yeah, you just ripped the shit awesome. off
1: i loved the craft <laughs> yeah <laughs> or not the craft charmed yeah I do <laughs> well, craft. it's, it's lo- easy to get it mixed up
0: <laughs> yeah i
1: loved charmed back in the day i do i mean watching it now it's just like watching supernatural or anything else it's like this is aimed at teens but it's like i get why i liked it
0: yeah, totally. This is just yeah. definitely fun, man. Mm. But yeah, the soundtrack in this, man, it was like they were finding any excuse they could to play fucking Our Lady Peace and <laughs> all uh-huh. these other mid-late 90s bands. They were Letters just. Letters to Cleo. Oh, my God. Just shoved <laughs> into this movie yeah. in like really shameless ways. Yeah, and then they throw a portis head during the rape scene. It was like, what? how does this fit? <laughs> Dude, I was going to say, like, if you're ever living your life and the soundtrack becomes. You know Portishead, you need to yeah, leave that scene really fast. Yeah. Like, ain't nothing about to get happen if you hear, you know, the quiet strains of Portishead in the background. You're like, I yeah. think we should leave. We should get out of here. Something really bad's probably gonna happen. Portishead's yeah. awesome, man. That is some all, dark absolutely.
1: shit. Yeah, love Portishead. Go check out <laughs> Portishead, kids. Yeah, Ben, you know what? I really love after watching this movie. Just, hmm. just twenty four years later, here we are teen smoking is way down
0: (laughs) dude they are just smoking it the fuck up this whole movie everybody be smoking
1: everybody 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 just loves them the cigarette boy let's smoke at a party this will be fun (laughs) uh it's it is like it's something i i don't think i had noticed until this year we've watched a good number of 90s movies this year that cigarette smoking portrayal in movies has gone way down yeah definitely that it was an ungodly amount in the 90s i thought like because you watch mad men and it's like oh everybody's got a cigarette every moment (laughs) but you watch shit from the 90s and it's like almost every moment (laughs) like it's pretty close to every scene so that's insane. And these are
0: kids that are supposed to be too young to go buy smokes. I mean, they're like in the middle of high school. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be able to go and buy cigarettes yet. Yeah. Though, as we know from the 90s, that wasn't a problem. That was not a problem. Yeah. But it does just make it blatantly obvious. It's like, wow, fucking Big Tobacco is funneling all kinds of money into the film industry to try to get kids to smoke. Yep. Like that's the and only answer. It oh, worked. yeah. fucking works absolutely.
1: Man. People see this and like, as as we said, you know, witchcraft became less of a big deal. Same way, smoking becomes less of a big deal. When you see it so casual... Like, it's so casual to the effect that it's never even talked about. Yeah. Like, that. Like everybody just smokes. That is what it is. That's how it works. Everyone smokes. So, it, it's very effective at giving you the idea that, specifically, if you want to be like these girls, you need to
0: smoke. Smoke it up, kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just... <laughs> I don't get why people didn't see a problem with this i know people did see a problem with this and that's why it has gone down but i don't see why in the 90s we didn't see how prevalent it was and i guess it was because in reality it was much more prevalent
0: yeah i think so but i'm not at all sad to see that uh go in the way of the dodo
1: yeah i i do i do the one thing that i see in movies and tv that absolutely has to go away is when inexplicably a character starts smoking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like
1: when a character has been smoking the entire television series, it's like, okay. But when a person is like, oh, I'm stressed out, need a cigarette. Not a thing people who don't smoke do.
0: No, no, I've no, never one done ever,
1: that. no one ever, no one, yeah, if you don't smoke, you never reach for a cigarette to calm down. It's just not a thing. But I did find out it was part of the tobacco industry's pitch to people. Yep. That's why it was in movies and TV so much and why it's still there. You can start any time. Yeah, you can start any time. If you're stressed, it'll bring it down. I can't imagine why you'd be stressed in America, but
0: if you're stressed. I think my biggest problem with this movie is that it didn't cash in and try to connect with Kraft macaroni and cheese for some promotional material. Make a little Kraft <laughs> dinner, right?
1: <laughs> black macaroni and cheese
0: yeah maybe you know maybe send a little microwavable cauldron yeah
1: something like that that would be awesome
0: Bewitching blue cheese variety, or Manon <laughs> Munster, <laughs> and maybe the pasta's in little broom shapes or something fun. I don't of know. Course, of course, something witchy. You yeah? <laughs> know, they missed out just like the Quiznos hagazusa cross promotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep,
1: <laughs> and the the Hellraiser uh, Cinnabon com- promotion. <laughs> yeah, Cinnabites.
0: There was another one missed out here for yeah. the craft bewitching macaroni dinner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I- I kind of want that now i'm really craving macaroni now that you talk about it so it works <laughs> yeah there you go man it's yeah. a good promo right there you know macaroni will calm you down is that so you can yeah, just start yeah, anytime if you're having a real stressful day just spark up
0: a macaroni <laughs> <laughs> spark up a mac yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is like very fucking dated and it's very fucking silly but i still Enjoy it, like I think there are some things about it that it does well, and I think that there's things about it that that it doesn't really do well, where ultimately, again, at the end of the movie, you could say it's a bunch of girls with their manpower uh squabbling over who's God's favorite and right. fighting with each other and stuff like that's something that I don't know is that good, but I still enjoy the movie. It's still fun to watch for me, um, and mm-hmm. maybe that is because of the fact that it is just wacky and fun and and um nostalgic in a lot of ways but i don't know i i overall do like this movie and i would watch it again how do you feel about it
1: oh yeah absolutely we'll watch again um this also might become a regular october movie for me it It really did get me into the spirit and uh i i just uh, i find it enjoyable i mean it's very 90s it's I'm sure a lot of what I'm liking about it is some nostalgia for the movie, for seeing it back then, for having seen it so many times over the years. But uh, I think it does hold up. After looking at it with a critical eye, I think it's a good movie worth watching.
0: I think so too, man. I think if I'm going to put this thing on a score chart, you know, again, it's not my like favorite movie, but it also definitely was not made for me, but I still enjoy it. I think I would probably say this is a solid, like, I'm gonna say, ooh, I'm gonna go a little bit above. I'm gonna say it's six point six six. Ooh, the devil! Wow, watch out, guys! Those numbers will get (laughs) you. What about you? Uh,
1: yeah, that sounds right. I was gonna say six and a half. Six point six six is fair. Yeah, that's what the craft gets. I think it. uh, It just keeps enough of the, uh, you know, storytelling and fun and and character study. That you never really get bored and you never really like, you know, aside from the why, why do you
0: like Chris? Everything else kind of makes sense. So overall, a fun watch. One to add into your, your October Hallie watch habits, I think. Um, again, so good performances and stuff. Some decent at times effects. Sometimes the effects aren't really that great. Like with the, oh, some of yeah. like morphing, like hair change scenes and stuff when like she's that. she's walking yeah. on water,
1: she's red. Like yeah, uh, like tomato red, which you probably probably couldn't see in '96, but when I saw it in Blu-ray quality, I was like, "Oh, she's just red."
0: Yeah. Also, yeah. I didn't feel like they made a big enough deal about that where it's like, oh, yeah, I remember last night you got struck by lightning and now you have Christ power. I feel like they didn't make a big enough deal about that. Yeah, the girls were just kind of like, oh.
1: point now that I think about <laughs> it. She walked on water.
0: Yeah. That's a big fucking deal. That's a pretty big feat. That's something that you yeah. don't really see all the time. I feel like that no, should have been made a no. bigger deal out of.
1: Yeah, probably so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's not perfect, but there is some truth in yeah. this art so give it a watch now steve next week as we already said we're going to be talking about prince of darkness which i'm very excited about man yeah. I'm, I'm like running out of john carpenter movies that i haven't watched so this is a rare treat we're um
1: we still got a few for the show yeah using christine
0: nope haven't seen christine
1: oh, okay well we'll do that one too eventually <laughs>
0: hell yeah so be sure yeah. to tune in next week that's going to be a fun episode i know that you have expressed your love of this movie many a times to me so I look forward to checking it out you guys be sure to tune in then in the meantime go on Apple Podcasts rate and review the show just takes a minute don't cost you a dime helps us out a whole lot so do it please that'd be great and also if you like the show and want to say thanks and also help contribute to the direction of future reviews on the show be sure to support us on patreon
1: yeah patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely head on over there you become a one dollar patron you get access to our, the uh, patreon exclusive episodes that we do we just did one on lovecraft country recently uh, that's right we sure did yeah. mm-hmm. uh go check that out if you become a five dollar patent patron you can throw in a submission each month uh we randomly draw from the bowl this movie the craft was randomly drawn from that bowl head on over there drive yeah. the ship yeah that's right we like doing the
0: movies you want us to do we surely do mm-hmm. and you guys can also follow us on instagram and all that stuff too
1: yeah uh at dead lovely pod on instagram and twitter we're uh, uh on the facebook facebook.com forward slash dead and lovely uh we got discord friday night screaming chat uh recently we've done the witcher and haunting of hill house and uh this uh upcoming week i don't know what we're gonna do but it'll probably be something crazy
0: it will be fun it'll be a good old time yeah yeah so join up have a good time hang out with your boys and be sure to tune in next week we'll be talking about prince of darkness gonna be a good time everybody get out there and rock the fucking vote if you don't vote you can't gloat y'all that's true do it however safe is for you whether it be a mail-in situation or go vote in person Uh, Mm -hmm. Follow your gut instincts. Do what you think is safest for yourself. Your vote shall be tallied among all the rest of ours. So go out there and make a damn difference, y'all.
1: And while you're out there uh, voting, be sure, wear a mask. Keep a little social distance. That's right. Be careful. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, uh, my wife and I, we went to early voting because I requested a mail-in ballot three months ago and didn't get it i don't know how that Hmm. happened state of tennessee anyway we went to early voting i was surprised uh even here in east tennessee most everybody was wearing a mask people were keeping social distance everybody was nice so good you know just uh, i'd say check facebook groups and stuff around your town find out what voting locations you can get to and if if you didn't
0: get a mail-in ballot get out there early it'll probably be safer there you go. Do it to it, y'all. And be sure to tune in next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Hope everybody's had a delightful Halloween. Stay safe out there. Wash your damn hands. And your ass. Mm hmm. And we'll catch you guys next week. I've been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. We're dead and lovely. Hey,
1: So, Ben, you know how WWE superstar John Cena has fulfilled the most make-a-wish wishes ever? Yeah, really? Yeah, he has. The guy uh, goes well out of his way to fulfill make-a-wish wishes, and he he's surpassed everyone by far. Damn. So nice I was guy. Th- He is. He's a super sweet guy. I was thinking, though, the other day, is that true? Hmm. Now, we know one thing about John Cena.
0: You can't see him. No, you can't see him at all. So who's to say so, he's not standing behind me right now?
1: So is it possible that kids say, I want to meet John Cena? And the make wish people are like, sweet. And then they take him to an empty room. And they're like, go ahead, introduce yourself to Mr. Cena. And the kids are like, what? what? I don't see anybody. And then the, the person looks at him and is like, right? exactly (laughs) and then the kid's like yay Mr. Cena and then has a whole day with an imaginary person
0: and then I think there's a French guy in the room that flicks his cigarette and says oh how like religion this is (laughs) (laughs) oh this is so appropriate